God is God and always will be God. Amen. Thank God. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. The helper. Hallelujah. Even when we don't have everything just perfectly, he he compensates. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. It is good to be here. Summit Church, Fort Wayne. Praise God. So glad to uh, be here to fill in for Pastor Al, Pastor Carla. It's a great honor. Praise God. Big shout out to Indy Campus. Hallelujah. I want to hear some amens from Indy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, if you're saved and you know it, say amen. Hallelujah. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. If you're healed and you know it, say amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. God's still in the sign business. Amen. The Bible says, they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. God wants to do exploits through his church. And guess what? He's the head and we're his body. So if he's doing exploits, who's he going to do them through? He's going to be doing them through us. He's going to be doing them through and through every member to each and every one of us that will yield to him. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, the appoint, the uh, title of my message is Divine Appointments. And God wants to do some divine appointments for us. You know what I mean when I say divine appointments? Let, let, let me just give you an example. Let me tell you about how I got saved. I got saved in August of 1980. And I was at a concert. And I, I was, back in those days, I was doing drugs. I'm stumbling around, headed to the restroom. And across my path comes a, a man that let, he ended up leading me to the Lord. But his name was Roger Holloway. And I said, he was a disc jockey in the city there in Indianapolis. And I said to him, when I saw him, I said, hey, Roger Holloway, I'm going to go to church with you one of these days. And uh, he takes my information down and everything. Because I had heard that he had gotten saved. He was a DJ. And I used to see him out. And uh, and so I, 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 before I was saved, I had these thoughts. Man, I ought to give him a call, just see where he's going to church. I mean, I knew I, I, knew I needed God. I didn't think I was ready to give up everything. But I knew I needed God. And God was dealing with my heart. So God causes this divine appointment that as I'm walking, he's also walking in the hallway. He's getting ready to leave. And he told me later that God had told him, or he just had a sense on the inside of him, just get up and leave. And it was about, it was, you know, the concert wasn't even half o- uh, over at that time. So uh, we had this connection. He takes my name down, and uh, he calls me the next morning. I've been out all night that night. And he calls me the next morning and he says, hey, I'm going to be church, I'm gonna be preaching at such and such a church. And there's no way I felt like getting up. But the thought came, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So I got up. I went to church. Long story short, 
he asked if anybody wanted to, after the service, you know, uh, I, I thought the service was kind of uh, boring and everything until he came up. He's all excited when he comes up. And I saw some life in him. And then after he preached, he invited people for, uh, up for prayer. And I saw this one lady, she kind of, older lady, she just got up kind of slow and went up for prayer. And, and believe it or not, God used her to give me encouragement. So I said, I'm going to go get prayer. I wasn't planning on getting saved. Had, had no intention of giving up everything at that point. But I wanted to get saved sometime, but not that time. But God had a divine appointment for me. That divine appointment started the day before when he had me run into this man who I had been thinking about. I ought to try to see where he goes to church. Then that day, he asked, he asked me, what, what do you want prayer for? I said, actually, I just, I just wanted some better luck in my life. That's what I was thinking. I didn't know any, I didn't, there's no way I was thinking about, I want to give my life to Jesus. Because in my mind, I want to give my life to Jesus meant stop doing all the fun things I was doing. But, but so I just said, when he said, what do you want prayer for? I said, I mean, from my heart, I just said, I'm just sick and tired of getting high. I'm sick and tired of the same old thing. And so he just lays hands on me and just starts praying real loud. And I was just expecting them just a quiet little prayer, just kind of get a little prayer, go out, and hopefully my luck would change and things would get better. That was all I was thinking. He lays hands on me. He starts praying for me. I don't know if he's casting the devil out, what he was doing, but the power of God hit me. The love of God hit me. Hallelujah. That was 40 years ago. And that was a divine encounter that changed my life. And, and then right after that, I mean, I, I, I knew God had given me a break. You know, while, while, he, while he's pouring his power and love in me, on the inside, I'm, I'm crying. I'm saying, God, I don't deserve this. How many know we don't deserve it? But it's all salvation and everything God gives us is his grace. Amen. We don't earn it. We don't earn anything. It's his grace. And he had mercy on us because of his free gift and his love and his grace. Amen. And I'm saying, God, I don't deserve this. I, and and all, he, all he did, he just kept pouring his love in me more and more and pouring his power in me. Glory to God. I burned my drugs up a few days later. Started going, you know, started going to church with the guy that led me to the Lord. And then I started hanging out with him. And I started seeing, you know, when I hung out with him, he'd get off work on his, as a morning DJ. And I'd meet him downtown. And we would just kind of hang out. We'd go, and, and I watched him. And we'd go into uh, Harry Levingston's a store that was back, way back then. And he, he'd, he'd be in there and he'd, he'd talk to the salespeople. They all knew him, and, and he'd have them in the corner praying for somebody, or, or he'd be over here talking something, to, talking about Jesus to somebody else. But what I noticed, he was always having fun doing it, and he was never religious. In 
And that had an impact on me, and it, and it, and it made me realize this is, what, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. There was something in me that knew I ought to be doing this anyway. And I started, I, but I, I had an example of what we're supposed to do after we get saved. And it's not about being religious. It's not about, it's just, man, God did something for us, and we can, and we can go pass that on to others. Amen? And so I learned something from hanging out with him. But anyway, today, title of the message is Divine Appointments. God wants to give us some divine appointments. Amen? Super, supernatural appointments. Let me tell you one that, that I had right after I got saved. Uh, you know, I'm praying, I'm going to church, I'm, I'm just, I don't want the old life anymore. And uh, I, I, when I got out, I was at going to lunch on my job, and I go out to my car, and I was thinking, uh, I'm going to go to this bar, this bar that I used to go to, uh, but I wasn't going to go drink now. I was going to go get something to eat, you know. And when I get in my car, I hear something. I hear God. Thank God that God's in us and he's talking to us and he's giving us senses and he's directing us. It's called being led by the Holy Spirit, amen? And it's usually a sense, more than a sentence even, you know. But this time, I, I heard some distinct words and he said, he said, I heard this on the inside of me. He says, don't go to the tunnel. Don't go to the tunnel. Go to the liquor store. Go to the liquor store. I'm saved. I'm not going to the liquor store anymore. But that's what I used to do on my lunch. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, okay, well, this is, this is, if this is God, you know, we're, we're trying to hear God right, you know. Sometimes you're not sure, right? So he says, go to the liquor store. So I start pulling out of my parking spot, and I'm, I'm saying, I'm going to the there's no, you can't, there's no food at the liquor store. And, and then I said, then I, I caught myself, and I said, okay. But if this, and I'm saying it in my brain, I'm saying it in myself. Okay, but I'm not going in the liquor store. I'm, if, if, if you want me to do something there, you just got to make it real plain. I'm kind of saying that to myself. You ever have those kind of conversations with God? <laughs> and anyway, so I started heading to the liquor store. And when I get to the liquor store and pull in the parking lot, there's a guy standing right out there in the parking lot. And I said, oh, God, that, that was you. Because I, because I was already determined I'm not going in the liquor store and a guy's standing right there waiting to get ministered to. So I go up, I go out, and I, I hand him a track or something, start talking to him about the love of God, and he says, um, oh, thanks, I needed this. He said, I almost died yesterday. Uh, or, so they, I don't know what happened. They, he had some kind of medical situation, and they called an ambulance and took him I guess, to the emergency room. But he says, oh, I needed this. I said, I started sharing about Jesus, how to be saved. And I said, You're, you want to pray? And he says, yeah. He get, before I, I start praying for him, he gets down on his knees in the parking lot of the liquor store. I get down there with him. <laughs> and we're praying a prayer. 
Jesus come into my life. And he got saved that day. And I got, I go back to work. Man, I am, I am so high. I am so happy. How many, how many know what I'm talking about? God does divine appointments. And they are the most thrilling thing. God loved this guy. There's no insignificant people. God lo loved this guy so much, he did something supernatural. And on my end, he's teaching me to listen to him. I mean, I, Nita was talking about taking up the offering. So how much better it is to give than to receive. And, it, and, and so God's got divine appointments for us. Amen? And I tell you what, I want to be on both sides of those divine appointments. Amen? I've been on both sides. I tell you, but, but the fun ones are really the ones where God flows through you to do something for somebody. Amen? I'm believing God for us. I'm believing God that we're going to be encouraged and strengthened and, and, and looking for divine appointments. Amen? A, a term that I use, and me and another brother, we've always used it since we, since we first got saved, having your spiritual antenna up. I heard Jeff say that same term. I said, I told Nita, I never heard anybody use that term other than me and Bernie. Got, got old brother we used to go out so winning. Having your spiritual antenna up to hear from God. Amen. Hallelujah. But let me, let me share some scriptures. In uh, John 14, Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. That's a good word for us. Amen. I mean, it, 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 he was getting, he, he told this to his disciples. He was just getting ready to go to the cross. And he was giving them some final instructions. And he says, don't be troubled. He says, believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. He told them, don't be troubled. I'm leaving, but I'm coming back. Say, Jesus is coming back. Praise God. But, but look at verse 12 in this chapter. He goes on, and he's giving them some instructions. You know, he's getting ready to go to the cross. He, he says, don't be troubled. I, I'm leaving, but I'm coming back. But he says, in the meantime, look at verse 12. Verse 12 says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the Father. Is that an, an amazing statement? That, that, and that was so true for them, but it's true for us. Amen? And notice what he didn't say. He said, he didn't say, first of all, he said, truly, truly. This is something I want you guys to get a hold of, truly. And then he says, I say to you, he who believes, he didn't say, 
You 12 disciples are going to do the, do the works that I do. He didn't say apostles, prophets, and, and especially anointed ones are going to be doing the works. He said those that believe. How many believers we got in here? Hallelujah. That means us. Amen. We have the word of Jesus that he will do through us the works that Jesus, what, well, what did Jesus do? What are some of the things that Jesus did? He, he, he healed, he opened up blind eyes. He healed, laid hands on crippled people. Is he still doing that through us today? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I remember when I first got saved, co-worker, I mean, Everybody knows I'm saved in there because I, I, I changed. <laughs> they knew they couldn't get high with me anymore. But a co-worker came to me. He said, uh, would you pray for me? I got this, this uh, growth on my neck. It was like a little marble or a little pea. And I said, you know, I'm ready. Jesus said, they shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall. I, I saw scriptures like that. I saw this verse. The works that you do, that, that I do, you're going to do them. I remember, I said, yeah, well, let me just lay my hand on you. Laid my hand, put my little, I put my finger on that little knot. Took my finger off. That thing was gone. It was like, I, I, it was like trick photography. That's what I was thinking in my mind. This is like trick photography. I couldn't hardly believe it. Because I wasn't feeling anything. I was just doing what we were, I know to do. God has got divine appointments for us. Amen. To get people healed. To get people saved. And I tell you what, Jesus said, until I come back, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Amen. And he said that 2,000 years ago. He, he said he's coming back. How much closer are we to the time that he's coming back. I'll tell you what, the, the book of Acts says, the book of the Bible, be, or the last days began in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, in, in chapter 2, it says, uh, he was quoting Joe, and he says, in the last days I will pour out my, he, remember they got filled with the Holy Ghost? Peter stands up, there's mockers, and Peter says, the, no, the, they were, people were mocking, saying they're drunk. No, they're not drunk as you suppose. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And he quotes Joel, and Joel quoted this, wrote this hundreds of years before the day of Pentecost. And what he said was, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters, they're going to prophesy. You know, notice he didn't say the apostles and prophets. Are going, he says the sons and the daughters are going to prophesy. They're going to, the young men are going to see visions. The old men are going to dream dreams. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit. Things changed on planet Earth on the day of Pentecost. The day, he says, in the last days. So the last days began on the day of Pentecost. Where are we at? That was 2,000 years ago. Where are we at now? We are closer than ever. And what are we supposed to be doing until then? We are supposed to be doing the works of Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, really, I mean, and even 
the older, you know, the older I get, the older we get, what, I want to spend the rest of my days, which I've always had the attitude, but even more so now, I want to, I want to spend the rest of my days, man, living for God, finishing my course with joy. How many know what I mean? Praise God, and I know you're saying the same thing. God's got divine appointments. I pray right now. I was going to pray at the end, but I pray right now, Father. Thank you for causing all of us to have divine opportunities, to be sensitive, to hear what you're saying, and to connect us to people that you love and flow your love and your power through us to them. In Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen. You, you, this is kind of funny. I was in preparation for this message. I was thinking this was the direction I wanted to talk to you guys about. So uh, I'm just praying, and, and maybe like last, maybe last weekend I'm praying, and I'm praying in tongues, and I'm and I I thought I heard God say, you know, I'm saying I, I want I want us to have divine appointment because they're so fun. How many have ever had divine appointments? They're fun, aren't they? They're memorable. Glory to God. And, and uh, I, uh, so I'm praying about that and praying about the service, and I, I felt like the Lord was saying, you're going to have a divine appointment before Sunday. This was last week. I mean, I don't know, maybe it was Sunday, Monday, something like that. And uh, Nita and I, we're, we're out in the store, I dropped her off at the store, and then I went and did some other errands and went to the drugstore and then came back. So I'm just waiting for her to come out of the store, and I said, oh, I'm going to go on in there. So I go on in there and just kind of, I'm there, I see her checking out, so I'm just kind of by the door, and a guy comes up to me, and he starts speaking to me. And I recognize him after a second because he had his mask on. Uh, oh, okay. Hey, Bob, how you doing? A guy that I, a guy that I used to go to church with. Okay, maybe, I probably hadn't seen him maybe three times in 15 years. So I see him, and uh, um, so I said, hey, you, you got my, I think I, you got my number. We kind of, I had his number. I said, let me call you and put this, so you call me sometime. So anyway, uh, the very next day at the night, in the nighttime, it's like, it's one, I noticed it, it's about 1.15 in the morning. And, I, and, and I'm up praying. I'm praying in tongues. And the reason I was up praying in tongues, I'm praying for this service. I'm praying, you know, because I want to encourage you guys to pray in tongues more. Because that's one way that we get and are sensitive to have divine appointments. So I'm kind of thinking about these things. And as I'm praying, man, I, you, know, you know, you ever just pray in tongues sometimes and it's, there's an anointing. It's kind of easy. It's like God Sometimes you kind of almost start out and you're just praying. But sometimes the Holy Spirit is, there's an anointing, right? Anyway, it just seemed to be one of those times. So I'm just enjoying it, you know. And I'm, I told, I'm getting ready to go to bed. I told Nita, I'm going to bed. She's in the other room doing something. And I get, get in the bedroom and at 1.15 the phone rings real loud. You know how at 1.15 the phone rings real loud. <laughs> I'm thinking, who's calling me? 
And here it is. Here's his name pops up there. And he's and as he's on the phone, he's I can detect some like desperation in his tongue in his voice. And he says, his wife is having some problems breathing. He said, we just, we just want you to pray with us. And uh, so I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, at the, you know, sometimes you're praying in tongues, the anointing's on you. I'm looking to cast out something. I'm looking to lay hands. You know what I mean? It just happened to be, but I'm, I'm sure that God caused that to happen, you know? So anyway, we, we pray, I pray, and we pray, and agree. Spirit of God flows. I felt the Holy Spirit all in my room. Uh, like instantly, probably within about 15 seconds, he says, he says oh, she's got, a, she's got a smile on her face. He's breathing, she's breathing normally now. I mean, just like that. And I rejoice, we... Holy Spirit's flowing. I mean, I was even sang a song. I mean, you know, I'm not a singer. If I'm singing a song, the Holy Spirit's flowing. He was flowing through me. <laughs> but so anyway, called him, checked on him the next day or so, and everything's good and everything. But as we were driving here, I told Nita, it dawned on me that the Holy Spirit told me about a week ago, you're going to have a divine appointment before Sunday. And it dawned on me, that was that divine appointment. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me, let me just move on and give some scriptures here. Get conscious of the time and everything. But let's, let's look at Acts 1.8. Let's look at what Luke, the author of the book of Acts, what he said, what, what Jesus said, said about us, one of the last things Jesus said, Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Everybody say power. You know, you know what that word is? That word is dunamis. Anybody know about the word dunamis? Dynamite power, explosive power. We love the explosive dynamite power. He says, we receive the power. Amen. Because of the Holy Spirit. But you will receive power. I told Nita the other day. I said, you know what? I said, we as Christians, we have powers that the world doesn't have. There's power. You know, these, some of these movies, and they have supernatural power. We are those people. We have the power. We have powers that people on planet Earth don't have. Amen? It's the, it's the power of God. Hallelujah. You will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be witnesses. Say, I'm a witness. Glory to God. You will be my witnesses telling. Here's what we do as witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere. Then he says, in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring up to heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven. 
But someday, everybody say someday. Someday. Someday is closer than it's ever been. Amen? Someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go up. So we got Jesus. Jesus said to his disciples, which is to, to us, he says, I'm going to heaven, but until I come, but I'm coming back. And until I come back, you're going to do signs the same thing I did. Amen? Then here, according to uh, uh, the book of Acts and according to Luke, the last thing Jesus says is, uh, right before he does go to heaven, is you're going to be my witnesses. You're going to tell people everything about me. You're going can you see what, what he said? And so Jesus says, I'm coming back. The angels say, I'm coming back. Amen? He's coming back. But we, but we know from the word what we're supposed to be doing until he comes back. Amen? We were all fired up. I got saved in 1980. I was all fired up to, see, to do the works. But guess what? Nothing has changed. I mean, a lot has changed, but the mission is the same. Amen? And until he comes back, all the rest of our days, it's not about, not, if you, not being a pastor or an, an event. It's us. Amen? It's all of us, and God's going to flow his power through all of us. Amen? Because he loves people. I told you about that divine appointment. How I got saved, he, he did something supernatural and talked to a guy at, that was at a concert, just get up. You know, he got up. He didn't know why he was even going. He didn't even know why he was leaving early. I was the reason he was leaving early. God loves people. Amen? And, I mean, God will do it for, I, I think, in like in the book of Acts, uh, remember Philip? Philip and the eunuch? God, that was a divine appointment, wasn't it? Remember Cornelius and Peter? Cornelius was, was a prayer, and God noticed his prayers, and God noticed his, his almsgiving, and he sends an angel, and the angel says, go to where Peter's at. On the other end, God's working on the other end. Peter's up praying, and God speaks to Peter, you know, it gives him a vision. All these animals says, "Slay and eat." Peter said, "No, Lord, I don't eat. I don't eat that kind of food. I'm I'm doing everything the religious way." It happened three times. He finally gets the message, and he says, uh, "Don't call anything that I've cleansed unclean." And right at that point, he's thinking on that. Right at that point, what happens? A divine appointment. These other guys are knocking, Cornelius' guys are knocking on the door. And then you know what happened, right? He goes back. Peter starts sharing with them. And, and what happens? They all get saved. And what else? They get filled with the Holy Spirit. How, how do they know that? Because they heard the people that were with Peter. They were amazed because they're hearing them, the, not, not, and they were non-Jews, speaking in other tongues. Glory to God. That was a divine appointment. Amen. God's got some divine appointments for us.
Let's, just, let's talk about a greater divine appointment. Jesus said he's coming back. The angel said he's coming back. Let's see what, what, uh, what Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. He says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. First, the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then, together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now, is I want to encourage us, amen, that, that that's, an, a, that's a divine appointment that is going to happen, amen? And it's going to happen. It's, we're closer to that moment than anybody else in, in history, amen? But what are we going to be doing until it happens? I mean, what's the most important thing for us to be doing until that happens? Man, it's to be living for God in one way that we can be sensitive uh, to, to uh, be available to those, those senses with, with, on the inside of us, to go over here, to go talk to this one. There's different ways. But one of the ways is speaking in other tongues. Amen? And you know what? How many, how many in here, you, you're Holy Ghost filled and you pray in other tongues. How many? And how many of you have been praying in other tongues for probably 20 or 30 years or more? How many? Some of you. I want you to be fresh. I want a fresh. Sometimes we can take things for granted. What a precious gift it is. It, the Bible says that our spirit prays, but our understanding is unfruitful. What is it? It says, what is it? I'll pray with the spirit and I'll pray with my understanding also. That's the best way to do it both ways. Amen? I'll sing with the Spirit, and I'll sing with the understanding. It, it says in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, it says that when we pray in an unknown tongue, I'm edifying myself. I'm building myself up. Amen? So, and we can do that every day. You're, 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 and I encourage us to do it every day. Say every day. Praise God. Matter of fact, Paul said it this way. It was so valuable to him. He says... I pray in tongues, what? More than all you guys. <laughs> Yet in the church, so I can teach something, teach you guys, I'm not doing it in church. So where is he doing it? In his private time at home, in fellowship and with God. Let me read out of a, uh, the Passion Translation says it this way. When one who speaks in tongues advances his own spiritual progress. You want to advance your own spiritual progress? One way, not the only way. There's other, there's other exercises that we should be doing. You know, speaking the word, reading the Bible, going to church. But one way is praying in, in the spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. Uh, Amplified says it this way. When you pray in the spirit, you it's man that prays in other tongues, edifies and improves himself. 
Hallelujah. We can improve our spiritual life. Amen. By praying in the Spirit. And then uh, the messenger says, I like this, he that prays uh, in, his, in tongues certainly gets a lot out of it. So when we're praying in tongues, we're certainly getting a lot out of it. Glory to God. But your head might be telling you you're wasting your time. You ever feel like you're wasting your time? The Word of God says you're certainly getting a lot out of it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me see how much time I got. Okay, I got a few more. I gotta, okay, let's, let's look at uh, Mark chapter 16. Mark 16. So we saw, according to Luke, in the book of Acts, what the last words of Jesus were. And he says, you're going to receive power and you're going to be a witness. Let's see what Mark said the last words of Jesus was. In verse 15, he says, he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, everybody say signs. God says signs going to follow us. Look, who, let's see, it says, And these signs shall follow the apostles and the prophets. It doesn't even say that. What's it say? And these signs shall follow those that believe. Say, that's me. Signs follow me. Say that. And then he says, in my name they shall cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Glory to God. You know what the last 11 words that Jesus spoke before he went to heaven? They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. If, you're gonna, if somebody's going to leave you, they're going to another country or something, or they're, you, know, you know you're not going to see them, they're close to you, the last words are going to be some important words, right? The last words Jesus said to us, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. God's got opportunities for us to lay hands on the sick. Amen? Look for them. You know, and, and, you know, we can go and we can, we can do some things on our own because he says go. He says go preach, right? So that's kind of our, that's our M.O., you know, that we're always have our spiritual antenna up, right? We're always uh, available. Amen? And Peter says, 1 Peter 3.15 says, be ready always to give every man an answer of the reason of the hope that's within you with meekness and fear. Say, I'm on the ready. So as we're on the ready, that's our mentality. Then there's going to be times when the Holy Spirit gives you a sense. He's going to, get, he's going to say, don't go to the tunnel. Don't go to the tunnel. Go to the liquor store. Go to the liquor store. He's going to tell you, but he never tells you everything at once. If you ever hear, if you ever hear him say, go back there, I've had some experiences like that. You ever be on your way somewhere? He says, go back there. <laughs> Holly, I don't have time to tell you about some of the go back there's. 
but they usually end up real good. Amen. I heard this one, uh, this one man, a guy, a preacher, I don't know, he was talking about his sister who's not uh, in the ministry or anything like that, and, uh, but just tries to be sensitive to God. And he, she was going to just drive to the bank, and she was driving to the bank, uh, which is close to her house, and she didn't put on any makeup. She was just going to go through the drive-through. But as she's going by this uh, antique store on the left, the antique store, which she'd been by many, many, you know, probably dozens or hundreds of times, she hears something. She hears that voice, that sense. Like I said, if you ever hear some, something in you, go back there. I mean, when I hear that, it, it's like this. It's like, what have I got to lose? It might end up being, being something wonderful, you know? So anyway, she went back there, and uh, she went in there, didn't, didn't know what to do, but she said, uh, then she seen a lady talking to a man, and the witness was in her, the woman. That's, that's the target right there. So she just went, goes up and entered, or didn't introduce her, but she, she actually said to the woman, real bold, she says, I'm on assignment from God. I mean, God, God will use all of our personalities different. But she said, I'm on a, don't try to be like anybody else. You're uniquely you, and you and God together are a winning combination. But God, but she says, I'm on assignment from God. And uh, as soon as she said that to the woman, the woman starts crying and just saying that, well, you know, when that happens, you know you hit the right target. That's a good sign. <laughs> but the woman starts crying, and uh, she says, I've been away from God. I, I, my parent, parents didn't raise us going to church, but I went to church with uh, one of the neighbors when I was a little girl. Remember accepting Jesus. We used to sing, Jesus loves me. And... She said, but I've been away from God, uh, and I've been praying to God that he'll just forgive me. I've been doing the wrong things. I haven't been in church. And she said, but the worst, the worst part of it is uh, I got cancer in seven different places in my body, and uh, so that's the worst of it. And so the lady who's on assignment, she says, well, let's pray, and she prayed for her. Uh, ladies happy, you know, and before, before they part their ways, um, they, uh, they connect, they take picture, you know, they got each other's phone numbers, what it is. Well, anyway, two months later or so, lady calls. She had started feeling better after she had prayer. So she went to the doctor and says, well, just check it out and see. And the doctor didn't want to do it, but she insisted. Well, the tests come back, there's no cancer in her body. So she calls the woman and tells her what's going on. I'm looking for some divine appointments. How about you? Praise God. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, if, if you've never accepted Jesus, God's got a divine appointment for you. <laughs> 